Welcome to the New Yorker's July 2nd, 2007 issue. There are seven articles this week. In the world of business, John Cassidy profiles a professor of finance who's trying to figure out whether hedge funds are worth the high fees and even higher risk. In Shouts and Murmurs, Jack Handy takes us into the wild. Then, Ken Oletta examines the potential impact of Rupert Murdoch's bid for the Wall Street Journal. Later, Joyce Carol Oates reviews Stephen L. Carter's new mystery novel, New England White. Sasha Frere Jones reviews R. Kelly's album, Double Up. And David Demby takes a look at two films, Sicko, the new documentary by Michael Moore, and Evening, starring Vanessa Redgrave. We begin, though, with this week's comment. In Mr. Independent, George Packer writes about the political transformation of New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. In the quaint and yet periodically relevant terms of the Gilded Age, Mayor Michael Bloomberg is a captain of industry who turned into a mugwump. With Bloomberg LP, his empire of financial information services, he has become the 44th richest person in America, worth at least five and a half billion dollars. But unlike the financial titans of the late 19th century who made it a business practice to buy mayors and governors and legislators, Bloomberg instead bought the mayoralty, spending almost $160 million of his own money on his two winning campaigns. Then, unlike the robber barons, who corrupted public office holders to serve private or party interests, the Bloomberg administration has generally offered a model of nonpartisan good government, which was the ideal of that circle of disenchanted old-money Republicans whom party stalwarts mockingly called mugwumps, after the Algonquin word mugumquamp, meaning war leader or kingpin. In the presidential election of 1884, the Mugwumps, fed up with corruption at the city, state, and national levels, refused to support the Republican machine candidate, James Blaine, a move that may have tilted the race to the Democratic winner, Grover Cleveland. Last week, Bloomberg ended his affiliation with the Republican Party, as he did seven years ago with the Democratic Party, thereby changing his political registration as many times as Hillary Clinton has had a geographical makeover and Rudolph Giuliani has torn up his marriage license. If Bloomberg's media tease turns into the full-blown affair of an independent presidential campaign, who would benefit? New York, for starters, or, at least, the glittering constellation of news and entertainment companies, Wall Street firms, political consultants, civic boosters, paid gossips, columnists, pundits, publicists, and solipsists who feed...